Hello, everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. Thank you so much for listening. I am Johnny Idle, and across the table from me, as always, is the lovely, the talented, uh, the heart and soul of this podcast, the funniest person I know, my girlfriend, Bessie. Hi, Bessie. Four things this time. I know, I know. All ones I've used before, but I try to. Heart and soul. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Say it again. Look at us. Look at us. It is our 100th episode. (gasps) We are closing out our second year in season two with our 100th episode, and that is so cool. So Uh, much of the idlest chat. That ever chatted. That ever chatted, yeah, yeah. Wow, so cool. For those of you who have been on this ride with us the whole time, thank you so much for being here. Those of you that are new to the podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, and we have some fun stuff planned for uh, next year, season three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so stick with us, please. Hey. It's not only the 100th episode, but it's the last episode of season two. Yeah, what I, a I was, cool! What cool timing this is! Yeah, I was trying to say that earlier, like when I started, but I kind of messed it up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. We yeah. forgive you. Really, somebody, um, somebody on uh, Twitter recently was like, "Are you uh, recording episodes during the holiday season?" Yeah, and my comment was, "Yes, mainly because I want to get to 100 episodes before the end of the year." So yeah. here we are, the last week of man. I love a good milestone. Yeah, really cool. A, a hundred. 100. That's really fun. Can't believe it. Our first 100. Yeah. And we've got, what, eight, 18 or 19 listens so far? Something like that. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid. I this kid. has been a blast of a journey. Yeah. Fun. So fun. And when you think back on how we started right. in those first couple episodes, right, we're still in that brainstorming phase. Yeah. Well, it started we've off. We've gone so so far from there yeah it started off as i wanted to just interview the weird people in my life because i think they're so interesting i think uh, i'm lucky enough to have met some really interesting people throughout my years in the music and professional wrestling businesses and uh bizni bizni that is that what it is okay oh good thank you you learn something every day yeah, <laughs> but then the pandemic hit, and then Bess is like, "I'll do it with you," and here we are. And I we outgrew, outwit, outplay, outlast. What are the, all the survivors? I don't know. We don't outwit, know. outlast, and outplayed uh, our former selves. Speaking of Survivor, <laughs> that was a surprise. Oh yeah, great season, really fun season to watch. But the the finale that was a surprise. I was sure kind of shocked. Yeah, I was surprised. It was a shocker. Don't want to say too much, but yeah, in case people haven't seen it yet, but that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, we mentioned on here last week that uh, the next day after we recorded, we were going to Vermont with our very good friends, Nick and Nicole. We were going to Vermont. So they do this every year. The week before Christmas, they take off, they go to Vermont, they hit a bunch of breweries, they order them online and pick up at these breweries. And then, and it's a, Really cool time. It was the first time we were really cool yeah. trek through New York, uh, through Vermont. Yeah, to hit all our spots. Really cool. Really cool. It was like a, a marathon journey. Yeah, and Nick, before we, well, a couple days before we went, they said, "Oh, if there's any place that you guys would like to stop, mm. let us know." I so, see where you're heading with this. Oh yeah, you know, oh, Bessie found the mm-hmm. most Bessie 
of bestiest attractions ever. And where is it? It's in Glover, Vermont. My God, you guys. (sighs) (laughs) It's called the Museum of Everyday Life. Yes. So... Uh, it like, is my soul made of places. <laughs> it was the most bizarre. So I I didn't look at anything about it mm-hmm. uh, before. I don't know if you had it. You looked at pictures or anything? Oh yes. Uh, of the ex of, of the exterior? Sure, yes. Okay, I did not. Yes. So I'm expecting to pull up to like an actual museum. No, it's a barn. Define actual museum. Right, right, <laughs> right. But it's it's like this, it's a barn. It's a self-service museum. It's a big old barn. Yeah. You, there's uh, a, out in front, there's a few things to see, but there's yeah. a switch with a bunch of extension cords plugged into it. And that's, turn on the lights when you go in, turn it back off on your way back out. And it's just the lights to inside. And, yeah. And I don't want to give away too much no. in case you guys go to visit it, which I highly, I cannot more highly recommend Listen, taking but, a trip to this place. If you are anything like me, then God help you will you. just you will just come out of your skin. It, it was the best place I've ever been. It was one of the weirdest experiences of my life. I shared a picture of the postcard that I got from the place and mm. and, and I said uh you feel like uh do you want to feel like you're on acid without actually doing acid? <laughs> Go here. It's like there was there was like just a, a wall of matchbooks. Yes. Uh, um, uh, the uh, notes. I loved the notes. There's a whole section of found notes from anywhere. Yeah. One of them. Uh, Just mundane thoughts that people had jotted down for no reason, whether it's yeah. a shopping list or just a note that somebody left for a waitress or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I just, oh, a, a little slice of a glimpse of a memory forgotten. And now here it is sealed in time that no one will know the con- the connections from. And I just, oh, my brain was, all my synapses were firing. I loved it in there. There was a map of New York City. Mm-hmm. And then around the perimeter of the map, there were little, um, it was like shopping lists. Yeah, it was all different notes found in New York City. And then they had and an then, arrow pointing to where yeah, this person it found it. on the map where they were found. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a broken mirror, and it just says like the the, the the whole thing about seven years bad luck with a broken mirror, yes. and it was just a broken mirror. A it gentleman was a- submitted this broken mirror to the museum for display, and there was a little plaque that said broken mirrors are said to cause you know seven years of bad luck and this right. old wives' tale. This mirror was donated from a gentleman who broke the mirror and then had. This injury, this injury, this mishap, this financial this car thing, died. All, this all in a short period of time <laughs> yeah, yeah, after yeah, breaking yeah, yeah. this mirror, and it was just—it's just cool. It's an encapsulation of, uh, like humanity in this very strange. It kind of reminds me of if you were an alien being and you came to Earth, and you needed to see what it meant to be human. Like this museum, kind of kind of showed all these examples of humanity that you wouldn't that you wouldn't but that you wouldn't think to put together I guess stuffed into a rundown barn with no heat temporary walls I mean it was I gotta be honest if we're back in the area I want to go again I would go every day yeah it was 
such a weird I, I say that all the time like I'll I will see something and I'm like do I want to do that well when am I going to get another chance to do this yeah so I'm really glad we went and that was an amazing find and yeah. uh, it, oh it, it looked like honestly when you pulled up to it it looked like the beginning of a horror movie it really <laughs> did yeah like uh, <laughs> but yeah. but the museum of it there's like a vacuum cleaner i, I mean didn't it just... <laughs> let anybody know it but when we were leaving i shed a few tears really because i just loved it so much <laughs> that it was coming out of my eyeballs <laughs> i loved it so much so much wow what a fine bess like, <laughs> like, like all the great like breweries and restaurants up there nope Bess wants to go to the museum of and everyday somehow life this made the cut onto things that we would do that day uh, when we had a Top to bottom day full of things to do. Oh, yeah. Like we started. This was our first stop. We started four hours away from home or something and and then came back down. People in my life that love me enough to embark on my journeys. Oh, God. They're pretty much down for anything. They're pretty cool. The best. Yeah, they're awesome. They're great. All right, Bess. For our 100th. For our 100th episode, you've come up with something for us today. What do we got? Yeah, we're keeping it 100 on our 100th episode. I like that. And we're doing that by determining whether or not absolute strangers are a-holes or not. Okay. I think I said or not too many times. But But no, that's okay. Whatever. Who cares? We're going to pass some judgment. We're going to tell it like it is. We're going to keep it totally 100 with these strangers. And if they happen to be listening... They'll know whether or not they're jerks. And let's be clear. We're not really passing judgment because there's plenty of times. There are plenty of times or there has been plenty of times in my life where I look at you and I say, am I the a-hole here? Like, uh, (laughs) am I the a-hole? Yes. So much of society-based growth in an individual comes from self-reflection and adjustment. So without feedback like that, how would anybody know what is and what isn't appropriate or what does and doesn't make people other people comfortable? So I love that people reach out on Reddit and ask, am I the asshole? And then people give them what they got. All right. Are we going to go through some of the comments that are on it as well? Uh, or I think maybe? what we'll do is we'll, we'll read what's there. Yeah. We'll deliberate. Yeah. Um, we'll come up with, you know, if we determine that they are the asshole, mm. then we'll try to figure out what they could do to flip that. Hmm. We'll give okay. them we'll give them idle chat advice. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we got? Let's go for it. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. 100th episode. 100th what a episode. Landmark. All right. All right. Are you ready to pass judgment? <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're talking to me. I never understood why you kept that white curly wig for so long. <laughs> But now I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. this. Yeah, this is it. Let me get it. Let me let me put it on. <laughs> it looks great. I mean, it's a bit dusty, but it's yeah. white anyway. Well, it's a powdered so. wig. They're, yeah, they're dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Well, you look awesome. Thank you. Your honor. <laughs> All right. User fig2374 asks, okay. yep. am I the a-hole for forcing my son to wait to marry his then high school girlfriend? I a female of 50 years old, have two sons, Dan, male of 22, and Sam, male, who is 27. Dan, the 22-year-old, started dating Fran in their junior year. Towards the end of senior year, Dan, Dan and came Fran? to me. Yeah, Fran's in quotes. It's I don't think it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan came to me and said he wanted to marry Fran. At the time, Dan had multiple college options, which he was going to 
declined to stay in our town and marry Mm. Fran. I obviously didn't support this. I wanted my son to go to college and knew he wanted that too, as he'd always been very ambitious. I told my son that his whole life was ahead of him and he could get married later, but didn't need to rush it. I told him that he, he, if he went to college and waited, even just a year or two, I'd pay for his tuition. At the time, I didn't know how serious their relationship was, as they'd been together for a little over a year, and I was scared it wouldn't work out and he'd waste this opportunity. My son happily accepted this offer and agreed with me that it would be best to wait. This year, my son graduated college but maintained a long-distance relationship with Fran, and they announced their engagement a couple of months ago. We were all ecstatic about it. Sometime between then and now, my son told Fran that I was the reason he waited until now to propose. I wasn't aware until Christmas when during dinner, Fran said she wanted to say something. She began saying, I paid, I paid my son to not marry her and actively tried to ruin their relationship. She then said she was blessed that evil hadn't won and couldn't wait to have a long and happy marriage. Everyone was silent and didn't really know what to say. My son approached me later to apologize and said she had twisted his words, but it's been it's been constantly weighing on my mind as friends and family present all have different opinions. Is Fig the asshole? I don't I don't think so. No, I think she was I think she was um that she wasn't telling him to break up with her and go off to college. He, she wasn't saying that. I think um, I think she was just as a, a wiser, older person trying to give some sound advice. And I, I feel as though, uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I agree with Fig. Yeah. And what a weird situation she's in now. Yeah. Because she was clearly trying to guide her son to make the best choices for his long-term life yeah i you know if i could did her son really have to say that to his fiance no no not really it just probably came out in conversation and then there it was but i don't know yeah, i i mean i don't know uh, it feels weird but yeah. I, I but I, I mean i can't imagine that would feel weird for fran i that would feel good for fran yeah to find out that information but also to announce it in the middle of christmas dinner Okay, so maybe the fiance is a dick, and 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 Fran was right, or just slightly. no, not Fran. Wait, which one is Fran? Fig. Fig was right. Fran was the yeah. Fran, okay, Fran's the girl, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The issue here is communication, right. clearly. Yeah. No. I think if I was in that situation where I was the fiance, well, you agree with Fran? No, I agree with Fig. Fig. Okay, the mom. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Um, if I was Fran in this situation. I think it would have taken me a while to process my feelings about learning about that. And I would I would look back at how much had changed over those years of being in a long distance relationship. Right, right. Where we were when it started, when she gave that advice. Yeah. And I think if I felt strongly that I needed to say something, it would be to her in private. Yeah. Well, and it would be mm. as like trying to like connect and might mediate. as well ruin Christmas while you're at oh it. Oh my gosh, that's that would make. Oh, I like have hives thinking yeah, it's about crazy. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with Fig. I, fig, I think she did the right thing. I think so. I think so. She was just trying to look out what was best for her son. That's I know. all. Yeah. There are a couple edits. Okay. Things oh. she's added. She said, 
If my son had married Fran out of high school, he wouldn't have gone to college. My son chose to go to a school so far away. There were closer options, but he liked the school he chose. I will I will be showing this thread to him and and update if he responds. Okay. Um, and then she, the second edit says, Fran currently works at her mother's bakery. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom once they get married and was waiting for Dan to come back home. So in other words, if he had proposed back then, mm-hmm. he would have not have gone to college and they would have started their life and she would be a stay-at-home mom and they probably would have started their family then. Yeah, I, I mean... So probably in Fran's eyes, she thinks like they could have been at that milestone a long time ago right right well, but in I mean, in fig's eyes she wanted to set her son up with the best trajectory yeah i'm still with i'm still with fig totally with fig yep yeah her I'm egos not, look, I, I mean her egos she didn't demand anything you can't you can't right make somebody do something they don't want to do she just suggested it and if the the girl wants to be mad at her they're, they're going to have to it's gonna have to be smoothed it's gonna, out or, yeah ho- i hope so hope so I hope so. Good luck to you, Fig. Good luck to all. Good involved. luck to all of you, Dan and Fran. And maybe Dan is the one that needs to work on his communication skills. Maybe I don't know. All right, what do we got? All right, here we go. Am I the a-hole for uninviting my transgender sister to my wedding? Well, gut gut reaction. Well, it all depends on why. Did she? It, it, did what's she? Your, what's your gut reaction on that? Yes. Right. Right. Let's delve in further. Okay. Okay. Yes, Here, a total a-hole for that. Here's yeah. some background. I have a trans... Wait, wait. Let me just say really quick. Yes. Is the reason for that... that You'll see. That, that, is it because... You'll see. Okay. I have a trans sister who came out to us around a year ago, but had been on hormones for longer and hid it from us until she had moved out into her own place, probably because our parents are very conservative and known to be transphobic. Okay. As a result, there was this huge fight, and a ton of people in our family, including our parents, cut her off and don't talk to her anymore. I like to think I've been pretty supportive of her so far, using her pronouns and her name and all that, which has been hard considering our family gives me shit for doing so. I even made it a point to visit her every so often, while she hasn't seen most of our other family since last year. I also promised her that, if and when I got married in the future, she'd still be invited despite any tension with our family. Okay. Me and my fiancé got engaged a while back. My parents, especially my dad, absolutely adore this guy, and since my sister came out, they've almost seen him as the substitute son. Almost as a result, he's definitely more on their side of the situation, and he's made it clear he doesn't really agree with or like my sister all that much. After the proposal, which was very elaborate and surprising and orchestrated by my parents, my parents, who are the wedding planners, started talking with me about planning the big day and even offered to pay for everything. I mentioned wanting to invite my sister, and they shut the idea down immediately, talking about how she disrespected the family and cut them off and all that. They basically (sighs) gave me an ultimatum. Have my wedding planned and paid for by them, or have my sister there and they don't come at all. I took my parents' side, because I can't really afford to pay for an entire wedding, and because my fiancé pressured me to accept it. I broke the news to my sister, and she's very understandably upset, but I'm still inviting her to a smaller party over Zoom so we can still be together on the big day. I still feel really guilty about this, though. So, Reddit, 
Am I the asshole? Yes. 1,000% yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 1,000. Yeah. 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 I mean, how, I mean. You know who's also the asshole? Your fiance and your parents. Yeah, they're they're assholes too. Yeah. Right, and the only right. one here that's not the asshole is your sister. You know what you do? You <laughs> tell your sister and, and that you're eloping. And no, you <laughs> tell your sister, guess what? I'm single. Do you want to live together? <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She's the a-hole. Oh, that's mm-hmm. it's oh real my sad. Gosh. It's real sad, and uh, you know what else is real sad? That she thinks that she's being supportive of her sister by visiting her ever so often and using her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but no, don't but your don't, manipulative but don't parents are controlling wedding. you completely. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. And I hate to say it, but knowing um, some trans people, uh, I that seems to be like a common problem with it's families. It's horrible. And, yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. So okay, Whew. all right, moving on. Wow. So overwhelmingly Reddit was on our side. Yeah. And that caused her to close the thread to further comments because everyone was misconstruing her words, quote unquote. Uh, they weren't. They no, weren't. You're they cho- weren't. You're choosing. You're blind. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Am I the asshole for yes. having oh. a school bus stop changed? Well, I mean, does uh, this. What? It was removed. The rest of it was removed, even though... Oh, no, it's here. It's here. Okay. No, it's not here. So it was removed, but you, do you know the gist of it? Like, do you know... Do you remember enough of it where we could talk about it? All right. I know enough about it. Sure. Okay. So these people moved to a neighborhood. They were right at the corner where there was a bus stop. Like a public bus or a school bus? School bus. Okay. As time went on... They found that their animals were acting strangely. Their cat was peeing out of the outside of the litter box. Their dog was like trembling. There were just things surrounding their animals that felt strange. Okay. So they set up a like a ring security system where you can mm-hmm. see yeah. what's yeah. going on in your yard. Yeah. Um, and turns out that each morning or uh, at pickup the kids waiting for the school bus would pick up rocks from their landscaping and throw them at the windows, throw them at the animals, go up to the windows and yell at the animals or like be rambunctious. Um, And this was all while the parents were either sitting in the car watching them or standing there watching them and allowing these things to happen. When it was raining out, the parents that you could see on there, the parents would tell the kids to go stand on their porch under the awning to stay out of the rain and just basically using their lawn and property as public public access. Not an a-hole. So (laughs) furthermore, yeah, they took the footage from the camera. They they call first they called the school to see if there was something that could be done, either changing the bus stop or enforcing some rules or having the bus driver, you know, try to mitigate some of these things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The school said, no, this is a private matter. You're going to have to deal with this. So they called the Board of Educators. They kind of got another runaround. They basically said, every time this happens, you should call the police station and file a report. So every day. Every day. Meanwhile, these people are working and, you know, can't just always be there. So... They put aside some time that they could be there during uh, the bus pickups and would either tell the parents or tell the kids or say something over the ring intercom, like, 
please wait in your car or wait on the sidewalk. This is private property, you know, or if mm. they would intervene when they're throwing rocks and that kind of stuff. After time goes on, there's more complaints. They, I guess, get together with like school committee or whatever, and they vote to have the bus stop changed a block away. Right. So now parents are complaining that they have to go further with their kids and it's inconvenient and this and that. Well, and they're they're perceiving these people that live there as being jerks for nope, having it moved. Not a holes. In my opinion, not a holes. That makes a really uncomfortable living situation. Yep. It does. Might uh, be time I, to move again. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I don't <laughs> think they're a holes for it. I think No, I think, it's I think I, I'm gonna look, I don't have kids, so I don't get it. I understand that, but if you, you you're gonna watch your kids throw rocks at these people's house and I mean, come on. No nope. private property is private property. That's right. You gotta teach boundaries. Yeah. It's yep. important. So they're not a holes, no. Not a holes, but really in an unfortunate situation. And now they feel like jerks living mm. there mm. and probably will question everybody looking at them when they drive by. You know probably what I mean? Move. But what? What? Yeah. But what, what are they going to do? Let that happen all the time? Well, but at the same time, too, what? This is the only town in America that stuff like that happens? No. It stinks, so, man. I mean, yeah, it stinks. They should put up an invisible fence and then mail all these kids those collars for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So that poster was removed because of um, the violence that was described. Oh, really? Yeah, but the violence was like throwing rocks at their house. So, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Okay. Follow the rules. Here's a good one. Okay. Am I the asshole for blowing up at my husband after he showed up to my workplace to trade the gift I gave him with the one I gave my boss? Okay, we need... Okay, wait. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's need hear a more. little background. Let, here. Need a little bit more, yeah. So, in every holiday celebration, Christmas in this case, I make a list of the people I'm buying gifts for and what type of gifts I'm buying. I struggled with mistreatment in my previous job, but got fortunate enough to now be working in a very friendly environment with amazing coworkers and an amazing boss. My boss has stood by my side in many instances, and I decided to include him in my gift list. I got a tie, which was within average price, nothing fancy, still keeping it professional, and he liked it so much. Okay. The issue started when my husband received the Christmas gift I bought him, which was a pair of sunglasses that I thought he liked. He didn't say anything, but he has a bit of a passive attitude, and he doesn't say his honest opinions. Monday, yesterday... He showed up to my workplace and told my boss to trade the gift I gave him with his. My husband clearly found out what I got from my boss by looking at my list. My boss notified me while I was out, and I couldn't believe it. I went home and just blew up at him for going to my workplace and bullying my boss into trading gifts with him. He said it was between him and my boss, and I should stay out of it and not be such an overreactor. Wow! <laughs> I told him I've always maintained a good and professional relationship with my boss and what he did damaged that professional relationship. He doesn't know my boss at all, nor met him personally to be his this comfortable with him. He said that my boss is human and I should stop walking on eggshells just to keep my job, but it's not like that at all. That is just not my point. We had a huge argument over that and he said that unlike us women, them men don't see it as a big issue and are a lot more chill than us when it comes to etiquette and that kind of stuff us women obsess over, though my boss was obviously weirded out and upset and it was a big deal since he wants me to speak 
to him ASAP. My husband also said it's basically my fault he didn't like the original gift I bought for him, so that's on me. We're both mad and have basically been arguing with each other ever since. The husband's an a-hole. Yeah. The husband's an a-hole. Yeah. That is so inappropriate. That is, so I mean. So childish well, my, and my, sexist My wife and has horrible. a job. She's she's happy and comfortable at it. Might as well really mess with that. Over a pair of sunglasses. Over a pair of sunglasses and a tie. A tie. But, you know, maybe she should have got him a gift that, that he liked. Maybe it is her fault. <laughs> no. 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 She's not. No. Wow. No. And it's a tie. It's not like she bought him something so no, crazy. So no, she's not an a-hole. Her husband is. Gosh darn it. Guys, People in their communication. Am I gentlemen kidding? listening. Ugh. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, think about what you're doing here. Okay. <laughs> Men and women alike. Prioritize communication. Work on partnering. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many problems that will solve? I think we talk a little too much. Like I'm always concerned about every little bit of dinner that I'm putting together or something. And I'm always worried about every little bit. And I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be on here. Am I the asshole for not adding raw onion when she said everything was fine? (laughs) Yeah. And I, the problem is I believe her. That's the world I live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think I do something wrong every moment of my life. So yeah, yeah. She says it wasn't overcooked, but I I'm pretty think sure she might was. be wrong, and <laughs> I'm concerned that I'm the asshole. She said it was delicious, but I mean, we've had chicken twice this week, so she, I mean. <laughs> she cleaned her whole plate and licked it. <laughs> and so, mm, but I mm, can't thank tell you so if she much. liked it or not. Am I the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> That's what goes on between my ears, folks. Uh, every day of my life, every moment of every day of my life is like that. <laughs> All right. Am I the asshole for not opening the door to my friend, my roommate's friend? Okay, we need we need some we need some details here. All right, here we go. This happened two nights ago. My mid twenties non-binary roommate is away visiting their family, and I'm alone in the apartment. We have an agreement. That we don't have guests there while we're not there ourselves. Right. I insisted on this agreement because in the beginning, my roommate would give her keys to her friends. Her friends would bring other friends. And apart from leaving the apartment dirty, it became a safety concern. So the other night at 2.30 in the morning, the doorbell rings. I wasn't expecting anyone, so I ignored the first time. The second time, I went to check it out. We don't have a camera. We only have a microphone. Who's there? I asked. Can you open the door, please? Asked a voice I couldn't identify. I couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman. Who are you? I asked again. Please open, repeated the voice and rang again. Can you hear me? I asked. Yes, I can hear you. Open the door. I then heard the person walking away, so I decided that they were probably mistaken. Around 3 a.m., the doorbell rang again. I won't open unless you tell me who you are, I said through the microphone. Ugh, gosh, said the voice angrily and continued to ring. I was very uncomfortable and made sure the door was well locked. I informed my partner on what was happening. While I was on the phone, I received a message by the unknown number. It said, my name, open the door. I saved the number and opened a messenger service to check out if I can find anything about the person. There was no name displayed, but a blurry photo. I could recognize the person on the photo as a friend of my roommate I saw once. I couldn't remember her name, so I texted back, are you roommate's friend the one with the bicycle tattoo but there was no response anymore i gave a quick call to the police about the incident and they said they would check out check out the street i browsed a bit on my phone and at 4 15 i went back to sleep today my roommate called me she said it was i was an a-hole 
to leave her friend outside since it was obvious that she was alone and drugged and that she could not respond to my questions because of the drugs. My roommate thinks I should have at least gone down to the main door to take a look at the stranger. For my part, I don't think I have to open the door to someone who doesn't tell me their name, especially when they seem drugged and I'm home alone. The girl apparently sat at a nearby bench for a while before she managed to call an Uber that brought her to her own home. But she mostly has a blackout from that night. Um, I, I mean, with if she knew that bit of information about this person being drugged, right? then yes, an a-hole. But she didn't get that information. She doesn't right. know that. She's some person who doesn't want to identify themselves knocking right. on her door, ringing her doorbell at 3 o'clock in the morning, not an a-hole. Right. Not an a-hole. Totally agree. Yeah. In that moment, three in the morning, someone's trying to get in that won't tell you who they are and you're alone and feeling vulnerable. Not an a-hole. I mean, calling the police was the proper thing to do and that's what she did. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, knowing the information now, then yes, you know, that that it probably could have opened the door, but she didn't know that. So no, absolutely. Absolutely not. No. It's one of those situations where... It's the the whole thing is very unfortunate, but nobody was nobody was attempting to do harm. The asshole in this is whoever drugged her. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a I had a roommate uh, for a little while, and it was like his first time out of his parents' house. He was like, you know grown man in his 30s or something like that or just moved out of his parents house and he went out every single night and then he would bring, bring people back to the house mm. at two o'clock in the morning and then most of the time he would well sometimes he would just go black out he'd go pass out well he and they just beat. left these two people these two girls in our living room mm. who put on like music on the tv like really loud mm. and we're just yakking away it's three o'clock in the morning now at this point or so or 2 30 or something like that and i went i went downstairs and and kicked them out of the house <laughs> yeah and uh i just said just get out and i went back upstairs and when they left it was like the coldest night of the year they turned the heat off they, uh. they and they honked the horn on the way down the street but then you know but then the guy who was my Gross. roommate then i was the a-hole right you of know, course yeah, of yeah, course what a jerk of course. all right so you want to do one more i like this one okay let's see how it goes all right secret mango 50 writes <laughs> secret mango 50 <laughs> yeah i love it Shh, it's a secret it's a mango Am I the asshole for not sharing personal information at work? I work in a small office. I'm not a talkative person. I don't typically start conversations with people if I don't have anything to share. I live a rather boring life, so it's often that I have nothing to share or talk about. I'm a person who actually enjoys when things are quiet and I can focus on what I'm working on. My coworker has brought up that I'm not a team player because I don't share personal information about myself and says I don't help when asked for help. This isn't the first time we had to be sat down and have a conversation about these things. Our last discussion, I shared in no way am I withholding information from her personally. I just don't have anything to share and I'm more than willing to help with work-related issues. I just need to be asked and let me know if my answer helps. It has come to the point where my boss is tired of this keep keep on happening and threatened to let one of (laughs) us go. That's how they worded it? Okay, okay. 
Um, my issue is that I don't care to be told I'm not a team player when I'm willing to compromise. But when her issue was brought up, she's unwilling to even tell me what the real issue is. Just gives me vague responses like I don't share about my life and what I do on my days off. I don't see her being the team player by telling me to self-respect self-reflect and figure out what I'm supposed to on my own. I think she's just holding grudges against me and isn't willing to admit some fault and compromise. Here's an update. (laughs) I had a sit down with my boss to go over yesterday's conversation. Sounds like she overreacted last night, is not willing to fire either of us right now, but is taking my coworker's side in this because she believes I need to have a more outgoing personality for our career field. I have worked in their career for almost seven years now. I let her know I'm willing to grow professionally, but I don't feel like these personality differences are ever going to stop. I feel like my coworker isn't going to let go of whatever grudge she has on me. I told my boss I don't want to find another job, but I may have to anyways. We're moving offices next week and I will no longer be in the same room as my coworker anymore. And she wants to see how that works. But I feel like I may just need to look for a new job in the time being. I feel like I am still small enough to now show I'm pregnant in job interviews, so hopefully that isn't an issue I come across. I haven't reached out to ask a manager, but surely will. Um, I think to some people, I feel like uh, the community in an office is important, you know, mm. but I think all, some people are just private and they're just, not, yeah. they're just not comfortable with sharing parts of their private life. And I, I, I think that needs to be respected. So no, I don't think she's an a-hole. What is society's problem with introverts? I don't know. Like maybe this, you know, so often the, the, the extroversion in people is praised and the introverted side is shunned like it's wrong and should change. Yeah. And that's so crazy to me. There, people are multifaceted. Everybody is entitled to like perceive life and seek what they want to a certain extent. Right. And if this person is not doing any harm and is continuing to function professionally, then why should any yeah. of the personal life be dragged into it? Shouldn't be. In my opinion, it shouldn't be. It I sounds mean- like the person that she's working with thinks it's some sort of insult that she doesn't want to like have relationship building. Maybe she needs to reflect on herself. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, no. That person's Another not communication issue. I mean, that person, she's probably a, a terribly boring person, but, but not... Yeah, not, she knows but, it. But not an a-hole. And right. She's happy, yeah. And she's happy about it. Yeah, like, it. oh, oh, what are, what are you going to share? Mm, well, I... I, I Took a nap with my cat. I mean, I you know, I, what, yeah. I mean, you don't want to share your private life, then don't share private. It's none of their business. You come and do your oh, job. Oh, the and art that's of it. small talk. I, that's not me. I like to talk to people, and I like you know, and You're I the best. Thank you. I it's not me, but I but I feel as though that's somebody's right to just be private and yeah. Yeah, you know what's not gonna help? Being abrasive about them sharing more. Right. That's not. That's the one thing that's was, not gonna help. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You don't want to be my friend. Yes, I'm going to be mean and complain. Until you're my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) All right. That person might unfortunately have to go find a better social fit for themselves. Maybe, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Good luck to you and your pregnancy. I think think a private person, I think um, uh, somebody who's that much of an introvert is probably going to run into that 
a lot probably, but but to actually feel as though their job is in danger because they're a private person, it's BS. Yeah. Maybe we should all just try to value someone else's way. Maybe, right? And learn from them instead of wondering why they're not different. You know? The final three. Pew, 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 pew. Hey, Bess, great job. That Can't was fun. Can't we all just get along? Can't we? No, turns out we can't. Whenever there's conflict at work, I go, Kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> and everybody's like, shut up, Bessie. <laughs> I mean, I worked, in a, I worked in an office situation and somebody was always complaining about something and it just got, like I was having a hard enough day. It just got to the point where I would just walk away and oh. just let them do their thing and I didn't really care. Anyway, great job. Thanks for doing that. That was hey, awesome. that was cool, man. It was really cool. We encountered some assholes, some non-assholes. Right. Some confused individuals. Some, I mean, maybe they're assholes, but not for those reasons. Oh, the little the little kids that were throwing rocks at the pets. They were they were little assholes, right? Do you think those are the assholes of the episode? The little kids? Yeah. Well, and their parents that let them get away with it. They're they're assholes. Yeah, and the cat yeah. for peeing outside of the litter box. Yeah. Well, that happens, you know, whatever. So. Stupid jerk cat. Anyway, these are the final three questions of the podcast. Our, <laughs> We totally forgot a while back that we said we were just going to pull these culinary cards out of this to be our question culinary one. Culinary question these, number one. Yeah, culinary question. So question one has been these. This It's like a little box of like, what is it? Like a, it's just cooking questions. questions? Just questions. Yeah. Or are they about cooking? They're like icebreaker questions. Yeah, they're all food related. Okay, So great. since question one is food related. Yeah. We've got a whole pool of things, right? Yeah. Okay, let's go. What do you got? And you know what? Once we get to the end of this and we get back to this question that we read today. We won't remember it. We'll have another celebration. (laughs) Okay, I wonder how many there are. I don't know. What do you think it'll be? Season five? Season 12. All right. Ah! Hi, future us. Read the question. Who taught you to cook? Um, uh, my mom, uh, uh, the Food Network and YouTube. Okay, what specifically on Food Network? Like when oh, you were oh, when oh. you were building your your, your building blocks of foundation oh I don't know I watched knowledge. all kinds of what like, shows did you watch? Well, um, I mean, I that watched stand out to you. I watched a lot of. Well, geez, I mean, I started cooking a long time ago. I I don't sure. I don't really recall any specific shows. I would just watch whatever was on and kind of learn. Mm. Oh, what does that go with? That goes with that. Great. I remember that. And what's mm. a good way to prepare this? Oh, that's a great, you know, rather than just, you know. Of like, um, like shows, what kind of cooking shows? Competition ones? Yeah, ones where they're like all. in their kitchen. I think the and first one I really got into was Paula Iron Dean. Sh- huh? Paula Dean. No, Iron Chef. Oh. Iron Chef, I think. But so I mean, Love it's Iron tough to say Chef. like what kind of cooking or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm just, just yeah, just asking. all kinds of stuff. But I mean, I would always when cookbooks. I, yeah, cookbooks. Yeah, when I first started, like when I lived on my own and I and I was cooking stuff, I would call my mom and ask her a question. Mm-hmm. You know, but then then the Food Network was a thing, and now YouTube's a thing. So I'm still yeah. learning from that. We still learn from. We'll still watch like Google Foods and totally still eat everything on YouTube and learn how to do so. We just we were doing some chicken the other day, and we looked up. Uh, uh, sous vide everything a chicken that's yep. long ago we were yep. yeah yep, to get some sure ideas did. so how about you oh many people in my life my mom my sister um both very good cooks by the way my fake aunt nancy rines yeah uh jackie 
All very good. Lots shows. of Food Network. I used to watch Good Eats religiously. He's all- it would come on at like 11 p.m. and then again at 2 a.m. when I worked nights. So when I was home and not sleeping, it was that was perfect. I would love that when that came on. Uh, what else shows did I watch like back then? Oh, I, Iron I can't Chef, remember. Yeah, yeah. I can't Chopped. Remember. Yeah, Chopped. If that good. was on then, I love Chopped. I like Chopped, yeah. We yeah, and now, you, now YouTube. And then for a little while, you and I got HelloFresh, which was fun. Yeah. Mostly because I could keep signing up with different email addresses and get free boxes. Right, right. That was great. I think HelloFresh is a really great thing for somebody, not that we were learning how to cook, but I think it's for somebody who's, sure. who's tired of eating fast food. They don't have time to go shopping. Yeah. Get HelloFresh and it tells you how to make everything and you're learning yeah. how to cook and you can really learn how to cook for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's a and great I thing. I think we take for granted how many of the building blocks we got from people in our lives, watching people in our lives cook. A lot of people mm-hmm. grew up with parents or family. They didn't see a lot of that right so you learn so much from that that you don't realize you're learning and with HelloFresh, where they break it down it sounds like this is an ad but this is not an ad it's not yeah not a sponsor Things like that there's like um blue apron and yeah there's all these different companies i think they're really it. good but for people it, who are busy it, it, like breaks everything down you have everything there at your disposal and you start learning these fundamentals of what goes with what and how to know when things well, are done and this and that well that think about it if you if you don't know how to cook yeah you don't know what to buy at the grocery store and yeah. if you're a busy person you don't really know how to cook that well i think that you could get it's something over- like that it's it, so overwhelming yeah, yeah really good great watching uh worst cooks yeah it's so eye-opening these people have like no idea and it makes every step of it overwhelming yeah and then after you kind of get your feet wet you look back and be like oh that wasn't that big of a deal like now i can navigate yeah yeah, yeah. Really good. Pretty cool. But I mean, we never stop learning. Right. That That's just it too. You I'm should going. always try to learn, right? Question two, if you watched anything lately and without any spoilers, <gasps> do you have any thoughts? Man, yesterday. We watched a movie. We watched a movie yesterday and it was a movie that I had seen a couple times, um, but... It, I like like the psychological thriller kind of thing. And you said, oh, oh what's, what's... That's my favorite genre. Yeah. And you said, By oh, far. what's this, the game? What's the game? And it's with Michael Douglas and, and, Sean, uh, and Penn. Sean Penn. And I said, oh, it's great. Let's watch it. And it's that is a roller coaster ride of fun, isn't it? It's a good oh, time. Oh, gosh. That was the best. I loved it. It's a very good movie. I loved it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I do too. Very good. It's on It's on Netflix, but only until the New 31st. Year, the 31st is the last day you can watch it on Netflix. Mm. But I, the game, Michael Douglas, Sean Penn, tremendous. It's, it keeps you guessing the whole time. You don't know what's real, what isn't. It's really, yeah. it's, it's, that's it's all I'll say. It's a fun thinker. It really and is. And so often with movies like that, I focus so hard on trying to foresee the next step. Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to tell myself, just don't. Just, it's hard. just watch it. It's hard. Just watch it. Yeah, right. You know what you know, and you don't know anything that's going to happen. So just right, watch it. Right, <laughs> That's one that keeps you guessing. It yeah. really does. It's yeah. wonderful. I really like it a lot. Yeah. And I mean... Basically, th- the synopsis is um, for his birthday, he gets this gift Michael du- from... Michael, yeah. Michael Douglas gets this gift from Sean Penn, his brother. Um, and it's for this service that has so many question marks involved. So he ends up calling and inquiring, going to visit to see what this service actually is. And it's it's basically a game 
um, that is tailor fit to each customer. And it's kind of like a whole life consuming game. Yeah. And you don't know when it starts or when it's going or when it's not going or when it's over and it, it just it kind of turned it's his, so cool kind of turned so his cool. life into a bit of an action movie kind yep. of it was yep. really yep. interesting yeah it, fun it put his feet to the fire yeah give it a try guys question three do you have a local small business that you would like to plug we have a good one this is coming from our trip to vermont in addition to the museum, the of, museum everyday of everyday life. life yeah it's worth the whatever donation you choose to give it yeah yeah it's the coolest place it's it's the most Alaska thing that I've ever been to outside of Alaska. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Freaking anyway, loved it. we have another good one, though. Yes, we, have we do. Doozy. Yeah. You kind of stumbled on a place called the Mad River Taste Place Yeah. in Waitsfield, Vermont. What a cool little spot. It's just this little place that it's has gifty. like... Huh? Gifty. It is gifty, but it has a bunch of like local cheeses and meats and wine and 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 beers and it's and all kinds chocolates of yeah and chocolate wines, and, and you uh, said that syrup maple syrup stuff like yes. that it's a great little honey, place creamed honey yeah kick ass kick, kick ass what was, what was the what's the blue cheese we got there they, that they ha- had blue hazen or hazen blue hazen blue from Ooh. jasper hill in vermont which was uh, on the possible one of the possible places that we would go yeah right right but it was cool because there's this cheese trail that goes through vermont that you can bounce around to different farms cheese in vermont yeah Yeah, but go trying to go to many of them is difficult right this store had a bunch of the local cheeses from those places in vermont all in one spot yeah kick ass and we got these caramels there these chocolate covered caramels Oh, girl. <laughs> they were so good. I'm so glad they're far away. I know, right? Right? <laughs> cool spot. Great place. Liked it a lot. They were super polite. I remember she had me trying a brie, and then you walked up like, we're getting that one? I said, it's either this or a blue. Next thing you know, there's a slab of blue cheese in front mm. of us to try, and we ended up going with that. And mm. uh, Great place. The, the staff was very friendly they and accommodating, and it was killer. take all of my money eventually. Can I just say, by the way, how hard we were laughing because we kept get putting the wrong address on the GPS, right? <laughs> our, our friend Nick kept putting the wrong address in, and we or we, oh, we took a wrong a turn. We, we're like rushing to get somewhere, and we we ended up accidentally getting on a highway, and the next exit wasn't oh. for fourteen miles. Oh, well, it God. didn't help that it was dark and rainy. And yeah, 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 yeah. It was not very conducive. Well, and any- Vermont's so spread out that right. you know they're like, oh, it's only fourteen miles till the next exit. No big deal. You got, nowhere, else? you got nowhere to go. Anything else? Congratulations on 100 episodes. You as well. Thank you. Good work. Thank you for listening, folks. Thank you Navigating so much. Navigating this journey from where we started to where we are, all the changes. Yeah. We're living our story. Again, if you've been listening to us for a long time, thank you so much. Appreciate you so much. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it more than you know. if you've never listened to this podcast, yeah. then you'll never hear what I'm saying. <sighs> if so you, congratulations to you too if you haven't subscribed please consider doing so and you can follow <laughs> us on facebook and twitter at idle chat podcast uh if you celebrate new year's eve if you do that that's coming up this weekend this coming weekend please have a happy and safe new year's eve go do something cool for somebody we'll talk to you next week bye season three next Woo! week